Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. As usual, I'm here with Elton. Hello, guys. How are, you? How are we? And my name's Scott. I'm coming to you from opposite sides of the Atlantic as we share with you our views on all kinds of just random stuff. So last week we had that episode for you guys about remakes and reboots and reimaginings and stuff, and we appreciate the feedback. Uh, although we're recording it before we actually get to see it, I'm going to bet it's the most feedback we get to date. So yeah. There's my psychic prediction for you. <laughs> Going all Uri Gale on us. That's right. So as far as our routine, we're going to kind of get back to the normal format. I guess I'll start. There's a couple of things that have gone on lately. Uh, if you've been looking at, at my blog, my son just had his hockey championships last week, and it was it was exciting. They came in second in a best two out of three final. They won the first game but lost the next two. As a dad, I'm so proud of him. He scored a goal, doing everything just right in the last game. So I just want to throw a little shout-out for him there. As far as the comic aspect of what happened at the game, uh, <laughs> I'm going to just invite you guys to take a look at my blog at thatotherpage.com at www.thatotherpage.com slash blog. And I know Elton has a, a blog as well. That it's fourthperson.co.cc. That's the easiest way to get down to it. Right, and it's a number four, correct? Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. It's probably a more timely way to get caught up on what's going on with us. Yeah, there was a, a little bit of uh, comedy that went on, some tragic comedy and some real comedy at Jay's game. And I will mention that one of those quotes can be attributed to my wife. I'll leave it to you guys to figure out which one it is. <laughs> Was she the foul-mouthed mother there? I don't know if that's what you think. <laughs> yeah. Amazingly, my son completely oblivious to all of it. Even even the comments that were made directly in his presence. Straight over his head. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you may have noticed on Twitter, I've been fooling around with a puppet. I'm a huge fan of puppets. I always wanted to work for Sesame Street. And the other day, uh, my wife and kids were, you know, we're kind of bored, what should we do? So we broke out some of the puppets, set up the video camera... And made a couple of skits. And they're starting to make their way onto YouTube. So I'm going to just put a little quick link there just because I love puppets. They're all safe for work, family friendly. There's a comedian, Craig Ferguson. He does the late night TV show here. And for the last couple weeks he's been having... When the show starts, he does a monologue like a lot of comedians. But he comes out beforehand and kind of comes out from left of camera. And says something kind of funny and then starts the show. But lately, it's been a puppet coming out. So he's had uh, one puppet goes out and yodels. Then there's a whole thing. Apparently, he had a secret love affair with one of the puppets, and they had a <laughs> fight on camera. And then they reconciled on camera, and then they talked about the counseling they'd been going to on camera. So it's like a pure soap. Yeah. Soap with puppets. Yeah, there you go. 30 seconds at a time. So that's kind of my inspiration. But I, I hope you guys take a look at that and... Uh, you know, the puppet's thick-skinned. He can deal with any criticism. <laughs> but is there anything going on that you wanted to plug or, or mention before we got started? Uh, well, there was um, a little story in uh, one of the papers uh, a couple of days ago. Actually, it wasn't a couple of days ago. It was a couple of months ago. I've only just heard about it from my better half. Uh, have you have ever heard of the Angel of the North? Uh, no. No, I haven't. Right. in uh, Just near Newcastle, there's... a big, big statue in Gateshead in England, which measures 66 feet tall. And it's a, 
it's a statue of a, a gentleman just standing there, and he's basically got two big, dirty aeroplane wings instead of arms spread out, and they they measure 178 feet across. So you've got this huge guy just standing on top of a hill. Now, have you ever heard of the North-South Divide? A lot of northerners in England call the southerners softies. We're all southern softies to them because we don't eat mushy peas and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. And so they're, they're holding, uh, not a competition, but they're putting uh, tenders out to see uh, what artwork they can actually produce to put on, on top of this uh, hill in Kent. Uh, they've got a couple of things. Uh, some guy wants to do a metal nest. It comprises of uh, 26 differently shaped polyhedrons. Another guy wants to do a recycled mountain, basically uh, a mountain full of rubbish and wants to plant a, a house on top of this recycled <laughs> mountain. But one of the, the favourites for this part is um, a 55-foot horse just standing on top of a on, on top of this hill and they, they've picked up a, a picture of one standing next to a, a pylon which it looks huge I think it's uh, about the size of uh, Nelson's column they say and it, they say it's going to cost around about two million pounds to build and this will probably be out of lottery, uh, national lottery money obviously the Angel of the North was built out of national lottery money but my bug with this is this money could be spent a little bit better elsewhere, in other words, schools and nursing homes and stuff like that, instead of competing for the north-south divide. Right. This is just a matter of civic pride? It's They want to have something to rival what's on the other side? Yeah, it's um, the Angel of the North has become a, um, a landmark up in Newcastle and up that surrounding area, and they want something else to draw them down. You know, they haven't got London, well, they've got London two minutes down the road mm-hmm. and it's, it's about 20 minutes from where I used to live and I, I just can't see the point of putting a big dirty 55 foot, foot horse on a hill <laughs> it's, it's a, a lifelike replica of, of a white horse just standing there not doing a lot not grazing not rearing up on its hind legs or anything like that just standing there just like it was photoshopped onto the landscape yeah <laughs> yeah and obviously you're going to get photoshopped people you know putting piles of crap behind where it's just walked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have loads of that. If it was rearing up, you know um, the uh, stallion on the Ferrari badge? Right. Maybe if it was rearing up like that, that would have been quite impressive, because it's actually doing something. It's saying that it's it's in motion, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But a, a horse just standing there isn't very exciting to me. And people are just going to drive past, unless they build the horse over the, the motorway that it straddles. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be cool. And you could you could go underneath its arse and pop out the other end, or in between the front and back legs. That'd be cool. But not. they're not. They're just going to put him on top of a hill, and he's going to look down, and everyone's going to go, oh, look, the white horse. <laughs> just pointless. Pointless for me. You know, when you mentioned the, the more useful view of the horse being like as a bridge or straddling the road, it makes me think of... Um, a website someone had sent to me on Twitter. That's actually the same source of our one of our previous things, uh, that mysterious pink-haired person, I think, whose name is Rose. <laughs> but anyway, I'll put this link up, too. And it has... I, I think they're all real advertisements. And maybe I'm just being naive. 
but it's the kind of thing that would be photoshopped and yet I, th- I think these are all real things and um, one of them is kind of like what you're describing it's like a goalie making a save yeah. and as he dives to make the save he's arcing over the road but then there's some other things a lot of it is kind of clever placement and angles screens of pictures onto uh, an object just like you could screen something on the side of a van yeah and strangely, the day I saw this, I was in a local store, and I actually saw one of these items. And it's it's a drinking cup that shows, like, the nose and chin and such, so it makes it look like when you're drinking that your face is still there. So that made me think, well, maybe that's real. So I don't know if it's a lot of them, some of them, but we'll put that link up. And I agree that compared to that horse <laughs> just sitting there the way that it was proposed, I think this is a much much more clever idea. Yeah, definitely. And we do have something like your horse, or your proposed horse. We have a 65-foot elephant here called Lucy the Elephant. And I'll put a link to that, too, because yep. I don't really know the history very well. But it, it's an icon. It used to be right on the coast. It was a tourist attraction. And then someone said, <laughs> we're going to build a hotel here. Move your elephant somewhere else. And it's... It's been closed, it's been moved, but it remains uh, in existence. Well, I'm sure people come along and go, okay, so why did you build a big elephant there? And and people just scratch their heads and go, um, uh, we, we don't really know why we put a big elephant there. Uh, let's move it. Yeah. And you know, the same with this uh, horse as well. He's, some people are just bonkers you know, to put a nice spin on it. But So they've, they've actually moved this elephant now, have they? used to be right on the coast, on the boardwalk, and now I think it's about a block or two off. Did they put uh, big roller skates underneath his feet and just push him along to a new location? No, it's not even like a cute <laughs> elephant. It's, uh... But you know what else with your, your horse? Somewhere 50 miles away is someone who has a beautiful view, and now there's going to be a horse in it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's going to be totally ruined for them. Every time they look out their bedroom window, oh, a lovely sunny day, pull, pull their curtains, oh yeah, we've got a big horse there. And you imagine if their their view was looking straight at their ass. Oh God! And they made like a um, if they stuck a real tail on there, so it swished in the wind. Oh yeah, in the breeze. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be neat if it didn't if it didn't make a difference to anyone. That's fine. But this is something that sounds like it's going to be affecting a lot of people. Yeah, it's just pure competition. There's a hotel in the same area where this elephant is. It's a full size resort hotel. And the side of the building has these lights in it, so it basically has the effect of being a giant television screen. So on 4th of July, they have, like, a rippling flag, and it's it's constantly on, and it's a constant motion picture. And from a distance, it, it looks just like a, a television. Yeah. We were going to the shore, to a different part of the shore. It was a 45-minute drive away. Because you're along the coastline, there's not a lot of trees and... You can pre- see pretty far, north and south. And we were at least 30 minutes from home, and in theory at least 30 minutes away from this this building, and you could see in the night sky that te- the little television. Now, it, it was shrunken to the, you know, you could pinch it between your fingers, so it looked like a little two-inch TV. Yeah. But all those people who had beautiful resort homes, they're on the beach, they look out at the ocean at night and the stars and stuff. In the corner of their eye, they have this little television in the background. Yeah, just totally ruined. And I imagine the um, 
it's going to kill that view of the sky as well. Right, you just you don't see the stars because it just illuminates it so much. It's the kind of thing that if you said, well, you know, 25 miles down the road they're building this thing, you probably wouldn't worry much, but... Yeah. With that big TV, did they build a, a big sofa to put the big remote control <laughs> down the back of? It's one of those things where there's a hotel and then a separate parking garage. Yeah. That would have been really clever to make it the shape of a <laughs> parking garage, uh, sofa. Yeah. Kind of like five layers large and then a couple layers skinny up top. <laughs> You had to see me trolling the pen there to make it, make the effect of uh, <laughs> a spiral sofa. We're going to have to get, like, vision on this. I know, yeah. God, that would be awful. You'd, you'd catch me doing a lot of things you don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Just big fingers uh, up against me, like, flipping the bird towards me. <laughs> what the fuck's he no, talking about? <laughs> he's, like, he's not paying attention. I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention. <laughs> I'm looking the other way. I'm multitasking. All right, well, that that was pretty cool, that horse. And now that's old, but nothing has actually happened yet? They haven't built it? or No, they haven't They haven't built it. Um, I was actually told about it this weekend, just gone. So I'm a little bit behind the times, but I haven't heard anything about it on the news at all. But this this um, paper is uh, dated in May. <laughs> so it, it's been around a little while, but I haven't actually heard it. Well, maybe it's in the news again because something's going to be happening soon. Was there any more positive news? <laughs> Something that doesn't have to scare you? Right, another thing that my good lady uh, pointed out to me, she went all posh on me this weekend and bought The Guardian uh, on the Saturday. And in, in one of the magazines, it's one of these papers, I don't know if you have them, where you, you have lots and lots of different sections and it takes you all week to read throughout the whole newspaper itself. No. It, it would no. literally take you a week and... The, I used to deliver these when I was a, a paperboy, and you have to literally dismount these papers, put them in the letterbox, and then dismount it again and put it in again. Then you go along to the next house and do the same again, and it kills your back carrying 30 of these <laughs> on. But in this magazine, there was a, um, uh, a section on lost property from London Transport. Uh, I've written down a, a couple of pieces. Hang on, let me find them. Uh, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that they've actually left on London Transport. And I've actually gone through the web to find other little bits, but I'll just give you a list of uh, pieces that they've left. Um, there's been breast implants found on trains, uh, a stuffed puffer fish, God knows what that was for, uh, a file of bull sperm. I don't know if that's from a, a professor or a, a veterinary surgeon or... You hope, you hope that's what it is, not something else. Maybe it's from a party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bags of human skulls have been found. One guy, he um, he didn't like using banks, and so he used to carry around with him a briefcase full of £10,000 uh, of, uh, I think, £10 notes, I think it is. And he actually mm-hmm. left this briefcase on a, a London Underground tube. Uh he ended up getting reunited with it, but obviously some some nice guy or some nice passerby has found it and handed it in and realised, you know, there's £10,000 worth there. I better hand this in. So, you know, he was quite lucky to, to get that. I'd imagine that was a couple of years ago. I wouldn't say it was nowadays, otherwise someone would start with that. Mm-hmm. Um, a stuffed fox has been found. A 14-foot inflatable boat. <laughs> God knows how they mislaid that. Um, yeah, you sent me to a um, a site called Unclaimed Baggage. Uh, right. Apparently, here in the U.S., they 
when you're on the airlines and you leave a bag behind, it all goes somewhere, gets gone through, and gets sold in one one single thrift store, basically, and located in Alabama. That's a really cool idea. I like the idea of this. Yeah, I wish it was closer, because I would go poke around, <laughs> see what there is. Yeah, too right. Obviously, they get loads and loads of stuff, but they got a, an interesting uh, stuff part of the website, and I've mm-hmm. gone to that. Uh, there was a gem. There was a little plastic bag handed over, and it turned out there was um, a gem, a natural em- emerald, worth uh, forty point nine five carats. Now this thing's nearly an inch long. It's huge. It must be worth an absolute fortune. And someone just left it. Just never claimed it. Well, yeah, it was just handed in. I, I don't know if they would they auction this stuff off after a little while. I think so. They kind of go. I'm sure as they go through and decide what's garbage and what's worth selling, and they probably look a little bit for contraband and things of the highest value. Yeah, they must auction off. Well, talking of contraband, um, a Barbie was handed in. Obviously, you know, lots of little girls lose their Barbie dolls, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, this woman's obviously gone into this store, bought this Barbie doll for her daughter. And her daughter's ripped the head off of it. And inside the actual Barbie doll itself, there was $500. <laughs> Jeez. So, you know, she's got plenty of money to buy more Barbie dolls. Yeah, they say that that place is huge. Literally, you could spend a whole day just digging through. From what I understand, all these bags get shipped there, and they have a crew of people go through, and you know, there's clothes, there's electronics, there's whatever it is, and... It's just used stuff, and most of it is probably fairly ordinary, and you can probably buy it for, you know, half of what it would cost somewhere else. Yeah. That'd be a great job, though. You'd, you'd have to try and get a job there. Oh, yeah. Imagine and, the perks of the job. Uh, and when they find something great, I wonder what the hierarchy is to see who gets it. Obviously, it's all going to be surveillance cameras there, but yeah. you'd be, you know, if you found a gem like that, you'd go, oh, okay, I'll just drop that on the floor. Oh, sorry, all gone. And then you're off with it. Well, I'd imagine a lot of people, I, I myself, would not be off with it. <laughs> well, there's a website for that. They'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. There actually, there were a couple other sites I didn't get to send you. There's one which is, is this you? And it's actually, it's a UK site. And my understanding of this is it's a collection of pictures that are left just on the street in those little photo booths where you go in and you have a little strip taken of you and... I guess they become public domain, and so all they did is they just threw up a giant gallery of, of pictures. And they're all headshots. I'm not in it, thankfully. But <laughs> it'd be kind of cool on one hand to sit there and be like, that's me. So is it the um, like the photo booths and you get the four photos in the strip? Yeah. Because now we, do, we don't even have them anymore. Or I find it very hard to know. find them. We have a, a camera, it takes a picture, and it just reproduces the same picture four times now. Mm-hmm. They're getting rid of these, um, you know, stand there and pose, and then you can turn your head a little bit and pose, and turn your head a little bit and pose. Or the, the famous one where you take your girlfriend in there and you know snog her and get get four pictures like that. So I'm, I'm guessing it's, it's full of uh, pictures like this. Yeah, it's that style of picture. I'm not sure you know, how many there are. And maybe as you click, it goes to multiple pages too. But yeah, that's. There's not too many of those things here either. I guess with digital cameras, people just don't use them so much anymore because there's cell phones they can take pictures. And yeah, it's just so easy now just to re- reproduce one picture four oh, yeah. times now, isn't it? Instead of the old-fashioned way of waiting for the film to dry because they they normally have the blower to dry the actual film when they pop them out. And there's not even the re- I shouldn't say respect for the process, but just I mean, think with our digital cameras, we take probably 50 pictures 
just figuring like three of them will be good. So it's like click, 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 click. I'll check later and I'll find two good ones out of there from the birthday party or from even our Christmas pictures. We'd probably take about 60 pictures in the span of about two minutes and trying to get the right Christmas picture. And then yeah. his eyes were closed. She looked miserable. Looks kind of freaky. That one's good. And then filter it down. So it was kind of cool, kind of random pictures. And then there's another site called foundmagazine.com. Again, we'll put the links for that. And then the Dirty Found Magazine. You didn't see my little finger quote, which is <laughs> from the same people, but it's the sexually suggestive stuff. And what's at these sites are just, you know, when you write a note to yourself in the restaurant and you write it on the napkin and you leave it, somebody picked it up and sent it to the site. Or, you know, that little sh- the grocery list that gets left behind... Yeah. The paper that falls out of your notebook while you're walking. And some of it's just bizarre. Uh, some of it's pretty funny. Some of it's really scary. And it reminds me a lot of, on Simply Syndicated, there was something that Jacob had done. that He and Mandy had overheard a conversation, and they put half the conversation in the forums, and they invited everyone to try to figure out what, what was the other half of the conversation. Yeah, that was sweet. I'm still working on mine, actually. I think he's made a book out of it. So we'll have to see when that comes out. It's the same kind of thing. You get this note that's, I'm so pissed at you for what you did, blah, blah, blah. Like, what did they do? <laughs> and there's there's a lot of things that kids do. I guess it's um, probably someone's near a windy school or something. <laughs> you get those, like, what I did this weekend, and, and some of them are really funny, taken out of context. So I'm, I'm reading one right now. The, the title of it is uh, Dripping Wet. <laughs> Oh, that's from the Dirty dirty Found magazine. Yeah, I always go to the dirty ones straight right. away. Oh, my God. All right, well, this, I could sit and stare at this and read these pictures while I'm talking to you, but it would be a boring <laughs> podcast. All right, well, then that brings us basically to the ranking section, which we've done a couple different things. We've done Do You Believe It or Not, True, False, um, What Would You Like the Best. We were going to take a look at The Powers of Spider-Man, and talk a little bit about what are the most attractive and the most beneficial of them and which ones have the biggest problems, potentially. And this is something that I'm sure Lars Schoberg, who we featured in our first podcast, did feature in his book of ratings. And I, I don't recall how he rated them. I'm sure it was going to end up funnier than ours did. <laughs> Maybe a little more insightful. But um, I think in the spirit of we're just having a conversation about how cool it would be to climb on walls. I don't think we're necessarily stepping on toes there. No. But I do want to acknowledge that I, I do know he's gone into it, and I do remember his thing being very funny. So make sure you go back to those show notes from episode one and take a look at the book of ratings and see some of those things. But when you think about Spider-Man's powers, there's basically a core group. He can climb on walls. He's super strong. He's super agile. He's got that spider sense lets him detect danger, and he's got his webbing. So, out of those, I I can't really decide which one I would think would be the coolest one to have. Someone's driving their car past my window at about 80 miles an hour. I'd I'd say the coolest one to have is probably either wall crawling or the webbing. Super easily, you can just trained to be a gymnast obviously not to the you know, the power of Spider-Man but super strength yeah okay fine, fair enough you can pick cars up but climbing up walls and webbing 
way they do it in movies as well looks awesome. Right, that's true. You can only get those kind of talents from... You could do the other things um, or get some taste of it just through hard work. (laughs) Yeah. Which isn't happening. But, you know, climbing on walls, that's not going to happen. My biggest fear would be not being able to turn it off. Having hands that were basically glue, like King Midas and the touch of gold kind of thing. Yeah. Or even with the webbing. I mean, in the movies, in the comic book, well, the comic books, he has the artificial stuff, and in the movies, he figures out pretty quick just how to flick it on and off. But that can make for some very unpleasant times. It'll it'll be like the the scene in American Pie. Uh, I think it's the second movie where he gets super glue stuck all over his hands while he's watching Mm -hmm. his dirty movie. (laughs) And then you'd just be struggling just to get your hands off of places where they shouldn't really be. And then you'd end up with hairy palms. Well, I guess on the other hand, you can look at the things you didn't get from the spider. You don't necessarily want to have eight arms or legs, so that's probably not a big loss. No. Freaky spider eyes. You don't want to look like that creature from the fly. No. The one that springs to my mind is if you met a spider woman, she'd want to eat you. That's true. And that would just ruin your day. You don't really want your chick (laughs) trying to gnaw on you. You know, I wonder what are the natural enemies of a spider. If you got bit by a spider, would you automatically be, like, afraid of birds? You know, there's a seagull or canary in the distance, and you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Now I'm trying to think of another one now. Imagine if instead of getting the strength of a human-sized spider, you just got the strength of a spider. Yeah, you lost all your abilities to actually lift anything. Yep. Or you travel at spider speed, and you're, like, little tiny steps. (laughs) I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah, the thing with Spider-Man, too, is... I don't know of any spiders that swing, you know, you know, they kind of crawl down their web. Usually in the movies, it's like straight down in those science fiction, or science shows. Yeah. yeah that'd be kind of cool. If I was sitting in the office here, and all of a sudden, like, wee, I saw a little spider kind of like, <laughs> shoot into the ceiling, and then, onto your lamp. Yeah, I'll be chasing from, them with a little paper towel roll. Like, yeah, from back. your lamp to your monitor, to your speakers, to yeah. your tower. Yeah, that's... I can't think of spiders that really do what Spider-Man does. He's misnamed. Why well, I mean, if you've got the, the strength of a money spider? That'd be even worse. You know, we're not talking like a, a big tarantula here, are we? Because no. obviously, they're quite slow as well, aren't they? Yeah. Obviously, when they want to you know, pounce on something, they're, they're quite hungry. They're, they're going to you know, shift. But a tiny little money spider, you've got no chance. You'd be rubbish at everything. When I think about it, Spider-Man more acts like a flea, jumping from spot to spot. and It's like a flea with a rope. That's right, yeah. Well, if you could be bit by anything, what would you? What's the best thing to be bit by? Um, I've got a list of three that are worse to be bit by. Okay. Um, a mayfly, <laughs> and then you'd probably live live for around about thirty minutes to one day after reproduce and then die. Yeah, this is awesome. This is so great. <laughs> I, oh. I don't have to eat anymore, flying around and uh, withering away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or um, a lemon. Yeah. Obviously, you'd try and find the tallest building or the tallest cliff and, and then plummet to your death. <laughs> yeah. And then it's all over. <laughs> Just, yeah, you'd be given your sidekick special instructions. Keep me away yes. from any any cliff-like areas. Keep me on the ground. I need a 30-foot buffer. Yeah, but he's a lemming as well, so you're just following him, and he's following the guy in front of him. The last one I thought of was um, a sloth as well. <laughs> if you got bitten by a radioactive sloth, so you'd end up in the trees all day and then you could talk like Sid <laughs> for the rest of the day 
worst wise, I for some reason I kept thinking of like a water creature. Like you get you're feeding your goldfish, you get a little nibble, and all of a sudden sprout gills, and your wife comes home, and your, your head's in the fish tank. Don't ask. <laughs> I, I can't get out. No, no, I can't take my head out. When you think of superheroes, it's kind of there. It's always like a bug. Yeah. You know, the Mayfly would be kind of cool to make like a horror movie because it's probably such hyper metabolism that you know you literally like wither and burn away before before your eyes. Yeah. Be cool to see someone else do it. You wouldn't want to have it done to you. Yeah, yeah. You'd always push your mate into doing it. Oh, go on, give it a go. Give it a go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let him take a bite. You'll be fine. Yeah, like a, a bear. There's no no advantage to a bear. They're, they're big. They're strong. But ooh, the powers of a bear. What can you do if you're a bear? Yeah, they can catch salmon. They can yeah. stand at a river and try and catch the salmon for their dinner. Yeah, but they're not, they're not very fast. You sleep a lot. They can growl. We learned that from Gentle Ben. He was, That's he true. was wicked. <laughs> and he could alert other people to danger. A bit like Lassie. What if you were bit by a bear, but you didn't get all hairy and, and bear-like? You just were... Grumpy. You know, you're like some six foot, two hundred pound guy. You got bit by a radioactive bear. Would anyone even know? <laughs> you start ordering different food, maybe. I'll have the fish. I'll have the honey, please. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be kind of a boring thing. Imagine getting bit by like an eagle or some sort of bird, but not getting the power of flight. So you're just like constantly trying to fly, and people are like, dude, you're you're not going anywhere. <laughs> just relax. You'd be just be like a, a penguin. That, that's what other birds must tease penguins. You're like. What's the matter with you guys? Did you get bitten by a radioactive eagle? Can't you fly it? That's right. No, we can swim, though. <laughs> Imagine being bit by someone you didn't even know. So, like, you're bit by a radioactive worm. Like, something happened, you just didn't know, and then over time, you slowly start changing. That sounds familiar. That sounds like that might have happened somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you, you wouldn't have, happen to know exactly where your origins were from. Mm-hmm. So you, you'd only find out at the very last minute, and you'd be like, oh, a maggot. Oh, rubbish. Yeah, you go to some like scientist friend at the local university, and like, well, it could be a centipede, could be, could be a spider, could be an earthworm. Now, show up was on a mayfly because you're not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> could be a snake, or like if you got bit by something, you would like hyped. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got bit by like a wolverine. No, it was a dog. No, no, it was a wolverine. I went. No, no, dude, it was a beagle. That's all. You're gonna, you're gonna be some. Poodle boy, you're not going to be. It was a labrapoodle. Yeah. Like the gayest dog around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. We really don't want you to join our League of Superheroes. No, thank you. We're we're quite all right. But my no, no, go check around the corner. <laughs> my tail is so puffy, though. <laughs> yes, yes. Justice Society's right around the corner. I think they're taking applications, but we're fine, thank you. <laughs> or what would happen if, like, an animal got the powers of a human somehow? What would that really be? You'd be able to speak. Would that be your big power? Walk on two legs? What, what animal are we talking about, though? I don't know. Well, let's say you know, Professor Professor Smith works in a factor in a laboratory conducting radioactive experiments. He gets himself all radiated. He comes home and bites his dog, <laughs> and the dog transforms. What what would happen for that? He could just sit there scratching his nuts on his sofa while he, he watches TV. <laughs> That's right. No, actually, he, you know, he could lick his own balls then, couldn't he? There you go. Sweet. And then he could uh, rub his ass on the grass once he's, he's finished <laughs> his thing. Wandering along his uh, garden. That's what I would think if a human was bit by a dog. I could see that. But what if a dog is bit by a human? Mm. Does he go back to his little dog society and suddenly he's a uh, super genius? Or I have invented the dogmobile. <laughs> see, I'd imagine if you got bitten by a cat, 
you, you could either go two ways. You could be really athletic and run around and catch stuff, or you, mm-hmm. could, or you could be the big fat cat that sits on his ass all day doing nothing, just sunning himself. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what one I'd actually want to be. I feel bad for cats. They're always depicted that way. Mine is. Mine's like that. And and to be honest, each shit's in my garden. I thought uh, <laughs> cats were supposed to poo in other people's gardens, but we've caught him and you know we're clapping at him. You know, you know stop pooing in our garden. And we're clapping and he looks up at us and goes, "Yep, I'm curling one off. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> I'm here. That's it." And then he'll stand By the time up. Time you get the squirt bottle, I'll be done. Yeah, that's right. And he'll stand up, <laughs> kick it all over. Yeah, that's me. I'm off now. <laughs> <laughs> it must be kind of like a complex with the little cats because you never see tigers and cheetahs they're all cool king of the beasts hunter you know and and in the zoo they just sit around they don't do anything nobody talks about it like a lion is just being you know a fat cat but you talk about somebody's like Persian or uh, Mindy's cat some of the other cats online all they do is talk about uh, how lazy they are yeah, mine is definitely lazy. <laughs> he's, he's actually got a beer belly on him. You know what? I'll bet some of those pets that are on Twitter, they are pet cats who've, and animals that have been bitten by radioactive humans, and they've gained the ability to type. <laughs> they can't spell, but they can type. They can type with their very little paws. <laughs> yeah. I've grown an opposable thumb as my mutation, so I can now type. I can hit the space bar. Ka-chink, chink <laughs> All right, well, I think that went a different route than uh, Laura Schoberg's did, so I'm not so worried anymore. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's, I'm going to have to give that more thought. And I would definitely like to revisit the whole concept of uh, superheroes here. I have a couple little things that I should probably put in a blog, but I don't feel like typing that much. It's just easier to <laughs> to say it. It's a lot easier just to come out with it, isn't it? That's right, get some instant feedback. I could spend an hour typing it up and be like, yes, I'm the biggest geek in the world, writing this that no one's going to read. At least this way I know someone hears it and you get a response. So that, that could be a good one to maybe get a guest. I bet there's a thousand people that feel oh, like yeah. that, though. There's millions of people across the world writing blogs going, is anyone actually going to read this? Is it really worth my time actually writing this? But, you know, everyone does yeah. it. So, you know, I'd say carry okay. on doing it. But then, all right, well, here's a follow-up. So someone has a blog... It's it's different, I guess, when you're kind of invited to, uh, you know, someone say, hey, check out what I wrote. But let's say you're poking around one day, you're linked to here, to here, to here, and you end up on somebody's blog, like the the page with those funny advertisements. That's actually, I think, someone's WordPress page. So then when, are you comfortable putting a comment if you don't know the person? Even to say, like, oh, this is a brilliant site, or are you kind of like, I'll just look anonymously? Yeah, I... I haven't really put a lot of comments around, to be honest. I'd like to, but I don't want to be the guy that... Um, once I start doing something, then I I generally go back there and I'll, I'll feel more comfy once I'm actually yeah. doing it. So I don't want to be the guy that keeps going back there and keeps going back there and keeps going back there and then annoying the person that's actually yeah. been on there. That... And then you get a blog written about you saying, you know, this <laughs> random guy that I don't know keeps posting stuff on here. I wonder if you'll comment on this. Yes, I will comment on this, and I'm, you know, happy no, to I do this. That's, that's kind of uh, another topic we'll have to do one day. It's one of my biggest fears in the world is, you know, when you're standing somewhere and, and someone kind of waves and you think they're waving at you and you wave back, 
and it turns out it wasn't intended for you at all. It was for the person behind you, or they they were flicking a fly away or something like that. So yeah, I've done that loads and loads <laughs> so of that, times. It turns out to be the, the big fat head uh, yeah. behind you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. There's a funny commercial like that. Um, I forget what it's for. But it's someone's on a cell phone, and a guy's thinking that this... this yeah. There's a girl on the cell phone, and she's talking. It's perfectly understandable to think that she's talking to this other customer in the store, because you can't see the cell phone. It's one of those like ear things. Mm. And like three times in a row, he gets burned thinking she's talking to him. So, I I feel that same way with the blog. Like, yeah, this person's putting this stuff down, and they're kind of sharing. And if I comment, I might be that guy saying, "Oh, yeah, I agree." Oh, you weren't talking to me. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll go admit that um, that still freaks me out when I see someone walking down the road and they've got their Bluetooth thing on. And they're talking away on it, and you can't see it, and they're just talking to themselves randomly. They haven't got a phone up to their head oh, at yeah. all. And I, I, they still look crazy. They always look crazy. Like they're talking and to themselves. They're not self-conscious. I, like, I'm embarrassed to have half a conversation. I'll get up and go in the other room. I'll kind of talk a little quiet, pull it up to my mouth a little bit. Hmm. But uh, I'm, people stand right in the middle of the line in front of you. And <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Thursday's good. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the people that shout that really, they they make me laugh, but I'm also um, a bit annoyed at them when they do it as well. Yeah, they get mad at you for laughing, though. Like, how dare you eavesdrop? Like, you have a choice. Yeah, well, they're standing there going, yes, yes, I'll be there straight away. Don't worry about it. And you're like, well, I okay. Yeah, I'll pick you up at five. <laughs> well, Marianne and I went to breakfast this morning, and uh, we sat at the counter at this little diner, and the guy who owns the place was on the other side of the counter and he was talking to another customer. We mind our own business and all, but he started talking about this other job he has, which turns out to be in the same uh, complex where Marianne works. So, like, he, he works literally next door to where she works. Yeah. So, I said to Marianne, he's talking about where you work. And she's like, shh. I said, well, tell him you work at the right Aid there. Shh. Like, we're in a restaurant. He's talking loud. Just say, oh, are you talking? She wouldn't do it. So right. as much as I would have hated if she did it to me, and when she listens to this, she'll point that out to me. Um, <laughs> I tur- you know, I let a few minutes go by. I waited for like a pause in the conversation. Excuse me, are you talking about uh, by the Rite Aid? And the- oh, you know, she's the pharmacist there. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, he was real nice about it. They talked for a while, but um, I, it was an awkward thing, and I, I can completely understand her being like, just keep quiet. Don't say anything. Mm. See, uh, Amanda, my better half, she she knows she does it, but she doesn't mean to do it, and I, I think it's hilarious, but she'll just stare at people. <laughs> and she doesn't mean it, and, you know, she has got a couple of people going, excuse me, are you all right? And she's got this glazed look above her, and you, you, know, you wag her your hand in front of her face, and she's like, oh, 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 okay, um, sorry, what? But she'll just do it randomly, and we'll be eating dinner in a restaurant, and she'll see someone, and she'll clock her eyes on it, and then that's it. For the next two minutes, she's staring. And sometimes it can be hilarious, and I nudge her, and I, you're staring. Am I? Am I? Am I really? Oh dear. <laughs> and you know, you're staring at the wrong person. You really shouldn't be staring at that person. <laughs> when it's unintentional, you don't even realize it's going on sometimes, so yeah. That's right, yeah. Sometimes you just get into a daydream. Maybe it's my boring conversation that sends her into, like, a daydream. <laughs> 
Well, we can maybe pay tribute to Amanda then by making her the moral of the day, since we were kind of all over the place. And she gave us so much content to work with today, with all yeah. her good finds. So uh, maybe the moral of the day could be don't stare at strangers. Yeah, cool. <laughs> never stare at strangers. No, never, yeah. They will end up beating you up. <laughs> I think that'll have to be the end of episode six. We're up to episode six. Cool. Uh, the intro and exit music today, as usual, was Relentless by Peter John Ross at sunnyboo.com. Again, make sure you check out our blogs. You can get the links from what we said before, or they're on the sidebar on the Podbean website, which, if you're checking us through iTunes, it's bombastpodcast.podbean.com. Again, you guys are all following us through Twitter, I think, but I'm SHC1970. And I'm Elton McManus, and that's it. So I guess that's the end of the show. So thanks again for listening, guys, and we'll be back soon. Bid you a, a bon... Is it a bon farewell? No, it's a, a fun... Oh, rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just say goodbye. Thank you very much, guys. All right.